audio. Okay, Rob needs a drink. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hit the button. It's time. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I already did. I thought you were. I thought you were stodgy yesterday. Today, no, uh, it's because it's ninety degrees oh, in this room. It feels good. I just felt the AC I know, kick on a little bit here, though. So Thank God. Feels feels nice now. Well, I don't have to kill you, or at least take my time with it. Uh it's National Today. We're gonna put this podcast out uh, on National Bourbon Day, right? It's the 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 magic of. I don't know. Editing and podcasting yeah, and how yeah, we that, do this whole thing. I didn't really think that through how I was going to end that. No, you really didn't. Uh, we were talking about this uh, yesterday and the week before a little bit about, uh, you know, our our favorite bourbons, how we got into this whole thing, what we like, what we don't. You started out bourbon adjacent with yeah. Jack Daniels. Yeah, I was a Jack guy. Which is still, te- still te- it's technically a bourbon. Come on. It is. I mean, bourbon. by all the rules. You just can't call it that because of what we'll get into down the road. I thought with this whole podcast we could just uh, we could just kind of reiterate for I mean everybody that I think is a bourbon drinker understands the rules of bourbon what bourbon is so I delved in a little bit to try to find some uh, some interesting maybe uh, unknown facts about bourbon well, that some if, people if not you know. found them somebody knows them I <laughs> take the fun out of this for me Rob all right I'm I'm just amazed that I think we we have. Oh bourbon knowledge and trivia it doesn't it doesn't change very much i mean it's pretty set in stone well that's because they have rules yeah should we start there for maybe people that don't really understand what the rules of bourbon are i don't know can i remember these well let's I see haven't thought about them in a while there there are there are six technical rules and, and maybe a seventh in there too a little bit all right 51 percent corn okay that's where we'll start the grain mixture new Hold on. Oh. Let's let's get a little oh, more yeah. in depth oh. on this. Right. We're pretending nobody knows what the what we're, the rules we're about are to prove okay. that I don't know. <laughs> and should know. It must be made from a grain mixture that is at least fifty one percent corn. Isn't that what I said? It is. Uh, the remaining <laughs> grains, though. How much? What more else? Do what we else need? can the remaining grains be? <sighs> I don't know. Corn, wheat. Rye. Malted barley. Malted barley. Yeah. It can be almost, I think, anything, any other grain in there, I believe, but it has to be the 51% corn. Uh, okay. Let's go to the distillation uh, distillation proof. What must it be? Oh, my goodness gracious. Rob, we should know these like I the know, back of our I, hand we anymore. Should. Can't be distilled to more than 140 and must go in the 100, more than 140? Yeah. 160? 160 proof. And must go in the barrel for aging at no more than 125 125 and then yep. it's got to be bottled at at least 80 at least 80 yep that's the second rule the third rule Buck 60 huh yeah Oofta. what's the third rule when it comes to barrels it's got to be a new american oak barrel yes uh the barrels can be made from american white oak or another oak species but must be new and charred on the inside i didn't realize that i don't think it does need to be specifically american white oak i think it can be any oak but it has to be new it has to be oak from america right uh the age duration for bourbon at least two years Anything under four has to have an age statement. There is no minimum aging requirement for bourbon to, two to years, be labeled. Two yeah. years is a straight bourbon. Straight bourbon. Right. Uh, if it is aged for less than four, the age statement must be displayed on the bottle. Yes. So far, you're doing pretty good. 
What about additives to bourbon? No additives, no flavors, no colors. It can't have anything. Nothing. Thrown in there. All the color. You talked about the- half the flavor comes from the wood. Yes. You talked about the proof at bottling as well? Yeah. Has to be minimum 80. No less than 80. All right. Now, the other one that's not- um, Or or no less than 110 if you're Dan Brewer. (laughs) Oh, my God. 110? That's a light Friday night for him. No less than. Honestly. You know, he's shooting for that 125, I think. And, of course, bourbon can be produced anywhere in the United States, uh, but it's often associated with Kentucky, of course. Most often. Or you could fight with a guy at Heart Ranch about it. (laughs) That's still one of my favorite stories. I can't believe. You want to tell that again really quick? I love this one. I was out cooking, and I had, I think it was You were camping. I was camping at Heart Ranch, and I had my whiskey helps shirt on i'm sure and he saw that and he goes well whiskey's good but bourbon's better and i just kind of went bourbon is whiskey he's like well not kentucky bourbon i said yeah and then we got into this little other little thing about whether bourbon could be made anywhere but kentucky and i said yeah it can be made but kentucky bourbon is made in kentucky and bourbon can be made anywhere in the united states in the united states yeah and then he was walking this little dog that i kind of wanted to punt a little and (laughs) And then finally, I'm just, I know I've got, I've got, you know, we're out there for the rally. So I've got about half a stash of bourbon. I'm like, I got $300 worth of bourbon in here. If you want me to sit down and explain how this shit works to you. (laughs) He didn't take it up on it. Did he walk away? That was mostly in my head or under my breath. (laughs) Ah, that's funny. But he he, he left half mad at you, didn't he? Yeah, he wasn't very you know, right. I don't think he was very pleased with being corrected, and he probably thought I was full of shit. And well, that's the rule. All went, went home and probably Googled it and found out I was right and then had all, a drink. All bourbon shitty. is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. That's just yeah, the, that's just the be best way to look at it. or anything else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, of course, bourbon is considered America's native spirit, and it has been recognized as such since 1964. So really? we, we do have an official drink in it's the only, United States. It's only official for 60 years. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been around, obviously. That's, al- that's a lot. almost as long as you've been around. Oh, that's that's not funny. <laughs> None of that is funny. See, uh, Scott thought it was funny. <laughs> I'm not going to ask how old Scott is. Um, can I ask how He's old He's younger than us. Are you younger than us? By a little. Are you really? Oh, I, think so. I don't know about that. We have we have our first audience member in a, in a in a in a podcast. Scott is just sitting in here very listening. very hesitantly <laughs> brought the microphone down to his mouth. Right. He, he only to, came in here to listen, and now I had to figure out how to bring it down to my mouth. <laughs> uh, you're not a but you're not a whiskey drinker, huh, Scott? Scott, of course, is the, no. the main man over at First Interstate Bank. I am um, not a whiskey drinker. Never a, have at been. all. No. Did you ever tie one on with whiskey when you were younger just because, and, and did that ruin it for you? Or why, why, why did you never really No, but I've got a it. really good buddy that overdid it on Jack Fire one night. <laughs> you remember <laughs> that, Robbie? There's a lot of my friends. You're asking friends Rob to remember a night that where is, that was happening? That, there's and a lot of my friends that have overdone it on a lot of different he, stuff. He, to this day, can't not even smell that, or he gets queasy. <laughs> so you're just a beer drinker then? Yeah. What Do you, what do you, do you have a favorite? Do you have a preference? Oh, Budweiser. Okay, for yeah. sure. Are you a craft beer guy at all? Yeah. Do you like some of those? Yeah, I love craft beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I there's there's not a single. God, all I want to do now is find some kind of whiskey that we could get Scott to like. You know, probably the yeah, no. I was going <laughs> to say I really really like a Scotch ale. You know. Oh, okay. Um, that's might so be you're, the closest you're ever going to get me. <laughs> well, you're getting the taste of it. If we just yeah. got you into a few more of those, maybe we could just you know work our way up. 
I wonder Just if we could gosh. mix Budweiser with anything if it would taste good. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. <laughs> that'd be something he that's, said. That's I, where better, I, do, I better take my microphone that's off. That's where now. I might have to turn that off on you, Scott. Oh boy. Um, so I was going down um, just some interesting stuff about bourbon, as as we are talking about it during National Bourbon Day here. And the myth of Bourbon Street, New Orleans, is one that keeps popping up, too. Um, it is not cur- it's not connected at all to bourbon, and lots of people still believe that it is. Um, it's named after the French Bourbon dynasty, the family, from the 18th century. But it has nothing to do with, with bourbon at all or where the name comes from. That's a kind of a debate, though, where the name actually comes from, it isn't it? It still is a little bit. I still believe the name does come from this bourbon family. So in a way, it would be tied into Bourbon Street maybe a little a bit. Di- maybe it's a different bourbon oh, family. I don't know. Like maybe John- they're not related. Whether, like Johnson's over there, everybody. Right. <laughs> That's so many. Uh, what are you What are you having here on National Bourbon Day first, round? I am having the Eagle Rare. Would you th- consider that to be one of your your favorite bourbons? It is one that I absolutely love. Yeah. And it's one that gets incredibly hard to find. Yeah. Um, it, it was painstaking almost to open this one, but I've got another <laughs> bottle in the, at home. So. Well, and I cracked the seal on this one just today, too. I kind of thought maybe I'd have to bring my bottle of Henry McKinney in because oh, no. I didn't know if you had one. I did. This the, When we first started this podcast way back when, and one of our first topics we talked about was bottled and bond. Mm-hmm. And we had done a little research on this and, and, and found that this is one of the better bottled and bond bourbons. Separately compared to Eagle Rare. And no, it's still better. And <laughs> went to the liquor store and on the shelf was probably seven of these. Yeah. Twenty five dollars. This right? was too. Uh, that was only twenty five bucks? Yeah, it was like twenty Back well, twenty seven, twenty eight, five years ago. Now again, the Henry McKenna bottled and bond. One of the harder yeah. bourbons with an Eagle Rare to find. I, I the first bottle of Eagle Rare I bought was on the shelf. That's amazing. Same now. kind of deal with half a dozen of them behind. It. That's crazy. Uh, the Bottled and Bond Act. Uh, there's a reason why some of these uh, bourbons will do this. What's interesting though, on the back of this bottle of Henry McKenna, it says this 10 year old single barrel is one of a kind bourbon and one of the few Bottled and Bond products available. Well, that's that, not that's true. That's probably changed a little. <laughs> Anymore. Right. Uh, the Bottled and Bond Act, it was a big milestone for bourbon. It required that bourbon labeled as Bottled and Bond be the product of one distillation season made by one distiller at one distillery, aged for at least four years, and bottled at 100 proof. That's what it goes into the bottle as. And the reason why they did this is because back in the cowboy days, when they made whiskey, they would throw in turpentine. Oh. They would throw in all kinds of stuff to stretch it out. And I believe it was... Who was our biggest, fattest president? Taft. Uh, is that the one that got stuck in the bathtub? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. he's. he's you know presidents? You can, you can thank him for the Bottled and Bond Act. It was his, he was like, this, he's, he's, he's like, he's like this stuff is garbage. He said, so we're going to do something about it to fix it. And that's where that came into effect. Again, we've talked about this before. Well, they, they, the, the distillers actually invited the government in to start making these rules. Yes. Didn't they? It's one of the few things Which the government has probably, done right. They're probably they're really <laughs> upset about now, but but it, it did. It made whiskey and bourbon specifically better by all you know. Oh, any it just made it consistent. Right. It gave everybody a set of rules to follow, and then then to each their own. Which and they turned it. Into I guess some, if the government would quit there, that would be fine. Yes. Um, then that led to pro- the prohibition. Theme from these last couple of episodes, where I just kind of bash the government for. Oh, that's all right. You. <laughs> It's better than some of the things you bash, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, just wait till this is over. Whiskey didn't go away during Prohibition, which is another kind of myth. 
Uh, oh, yeah, a lot of people thought it was medicinal. Yes, the right? distilleries were allowed to produce medicinal whiskey for legal purposes. So a lot of distilleries survived due to that. And there was a whiskey that just came out that bills itself. Wasn't oh, it's the wasn't it the prohibition style from uh Old Forester? Old Forester. Yes. They because that was their medicinal whiskey uh from from their mash bill. So their prohibition that's is that a new one from Old Forester? No. That wasn't in their line, but that's a recent one that they've just come out with. No, that's been out a while. Has it really? But okay. Are you are you looking it up right now? Oh, well, I was. Just, I, there was one. There's at least one that. Uh, I'm. I I know this is at the tip of my tongue. There's one. There's one distillery that is considers itself the longest continuously running because they were able to produce yes. through, through the prohibition. Um, but do you know why? Uh, they consider the Kentucky bourbon to be some of the best bourbon. Do you know what the secret of it is? Uh, I didn't. The I didn't, water. I would suspect. What in the water? The minerals. What mineral? Specifically, oh, I gave you a two out of three. <laughs> Why don't you contribute to this? You got I, a piece I'm of paper sorry, for I just put the whole thing together again today. Uh, the limestone in the water. Oh yeah, You've, this is where you got me on the last time yeah. we talked about this. It's Buffalo Trace is the longest running. That's it. Uh, but Jesus, yeah, I'm brain dead today. God. You want me just to talk gonna, through this? I'm going to be brain dead tomorrow, error. but I'm going to have earned it after tonight. Uh, who is often credited with producing the first bourbon whiskey in America? Jeff. No, Benjamin, nope. Benjamin not, Franklin. Not, not Jeff, not Benjamin Franklin. Really? No. He invented everything what? else. No, but he didn't Thomas invent whiskey. No. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll put this back on the track right now. Uh, I don't know. Elijah Craig. Is uh, often credited right. with producing the first bourbon whiskey in America. He was a Baptist well, minister, well, distiller. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin was around before he and, was. And uh, he's said to have uh, distilled bourbon in the late 18th century in what is now known as Kentucky. That's where he was from. There's still, it's, there's a lot of still debate about that because they think that. They still think that Benjamin Franklin made it No, first. they don't. It's the distilling, you the, can't the, the bourbon. But you, but you can't prove, you can't prove a negative. You can't. That's I know, not, you can't uh, prove uh, right. that he didn't. Oh God! Okay, uh, do you know what you know what Elijah Craig made notable though for bourbon making? Uh, Not only considered probably one of the first to make it, the charred oak barrels that was his uh, idea. Yeah, he was the one that decided to get rid of the fish. Yeah, smell. to burn the fish smell out of it. Uh, also, another big I'm that myth Elijah Craig fart smeller that goes um, along with bourbon is age on quality. This is something, this is questions I'll get every once in a while from people that aren't big whiskey drinkers, that they think it's a lot like wine. The longer you let it sit on the shelf, the better it will get. But whiskey, once it's put in the bottle, bourbon's put in the bottle, it's done. That's it. It can't. That probably can't can't be said for Oak and Eden, though, huh? Not with those, not with those uh, spires in there, probably not. But I don't think those spires make it better. I don't think I've ever had a good oak and Eden or anything with well, a spire in it, honestly. I, yeah, I've only had a couple, and it's they haven't been my deal. But, I mean, a lot of people really like them. I, I'm not going to – they're just not my thing. Right. Um, but I've, I bet I've only had two, and maybe it was because of the spire was the, you know, whatever wood. I well, and we tried putting it in a cheap bottle of uh, of a of a – Trader Joe's whiskey. You're starting to sound like Murdoch. And it didn't stuttering. and it didn't taste very good. Remember that? It, the, it yeah, the Trader out. Joe's that we tried to extra age by Yep, putting yeah. a spire in there. It I don't didn't think work. It didn't help all that much. Uh what is considered the best selling bourbon in the world? Outside of Jack Daniels. 
technically, <laughs> you can't call Jack a bourbon. I can. Even though technically you can call it a I bourbon. I can call it a bourbon. It's true bourbon. True bourbon. No, 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 no Tennessee. Yep. No deal. Lincoln County process. That's it. Uh, makers? Jim Beam. Oh, yeah. Jim Beam is the best-selling bourbon in the world and the fourth that was, that on the was, list. That was fairly obvious. For America. It's been producing its signature bourbon with the same pro- uh, proportion of corn, rye, and barley for more than 220 years. Maybe we need to try that again now that we're... I think we should get a bottle of Jim and put it next to a bottle of Jack and do an entire episode on that. All right. Uh, what I love on this list is Evan Williams and Maker's Mark are still in the top bourbon sellers across the world. Well, and Elvin Williams is one of our big winners on the on the bottom shelf. Yes, that we did. the Evan Williams bottled yeah. and bond, still one of the one of the best cheap eighteen dollar bottles of bourbon you can buy. Uh, okay, so if you go to whiskey, you buy the small bottle. It's a little oh more if God. you buy the big bottle. It's like thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you find the big bottle? On the bottom shelf next to the little bottle. Oh God, no, you don't. Get you don't the, find the little one anymore. Get the, the big, big one. one. <laughs> yeah, get the big one. It saves you the gas. You don't have to go back to the store. What are the best-selling whiskeys <laughs> in America? Period? Yeah. Whiskeys, period, in America. I'll tell you on the list of the top eight, one, two, three are bourbons. That's it. Oh, for the love of Pete. Yeah. <laughs> you must have Jack. Jack is number one and in America, you got of Beam, course. You said already at four. Yep. Beam at four. What are two and three? God, you're going to hate this. Probably Crown Royal. <laughs> Number two. P- Pendleton. Nope. <laughs> Crown is Crown is the only Canadian on the list. Really? No. Uh, uh, yeah, Crown's number two. Well, Seagram's is Canadian, right? Seagram's is barely a whiskey to begin with, and technically I think it's made on the East Coast. Yeah. It was it was Canadian, but now I think it's made in- Right. I think you're I right. I don't fucking- Maryland or Virginia or something. Seagram's is number seven. Number one, is, number one is Jack. Number two is Crown. Number three- fireball that's not whiskey it 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 technically is whiskey technically uh, well but it's like 70 very technically <laughs> yeah no they, they, they are automatically crossed off the list that's not that's a liqueur jim beam is number four what's number five number five is the only in the one in the top eight that is not jameson yep it's jameson then number six is makers number seven is seagram's number eight is evan williams that's how it goes. We got a we got a lot of educators. Wild Turkey to didn't do. make that list anywhere. No, and that's, that's weird. really surprising. Again, this is just the top eight. I don't know why I well, didn't go to Tam. That was weird. Yeah, well, <laughs> ran out of paper. Maybe, maybe it would have been on there. Wild Turkey is one of those ones that every time you do a list check of what should I do to Wild Turkey one hundred and one is on there every For bloody time. Yeah, um, and their what their offshoots that they're making uh, have been some of the better. Uh, bourbons. Uh, you know, I think the first one we tried outside of Wild Turkey 101, we had the uh, Long Branch, yep. which was a very, very good bourbon. Maybe maybe this would be a good time for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> which was, of course, Matthew McConaughey's venture into bourbon. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the other yeah. the, yeah, the other big one that- Nobody uh, wants to see that. Rare Breed. Rare of Breed, course. Russell's Reserve. Yeah. I, I was always apprehensive on the Wild Turkey, but once we tried it, I kind of dig it. That Rare Breed and the 10 year well the 13 the 10 years hard to find the 13 almost impossible is there, is there a thir- I, it was I think it was a 10 and a 12 was it a 12 yeah 
Okay. 13, I suppose, would be an odd number to throw in there, too. Well, it is an odd number, and it's prime, too. Okay. So. Oh, my God. I'm glad you said we can make this a short one. Here endeth my math because reading lesson of the know, day. I don't know how much of this I can put up with <laughs> for you on the rest of it here. Two, seven. Uh, what, else, what else did you want to know 11. about bourbon? Scott, did you have anything else you wanted to know about bourbon at all? Any questions? You know, we're, we're semi-experts on this. So if you wanted to go ahead and... Uh, I would venture to say right now I've got more bottles of bourbon on my wall than he has cans of Budweiser in his house. Oh, I I might take that bet. No. Really? It's fair. uh, (laughs) But I've got a keg of Budweiser, so I'm not sure how many. I don't remember. Yeah, how how does that play into it? How many volume I still bet I got? 12 ounce beers. That covers. (laughs) I got a 16 gallon (laughs) keg in my fridge, too, so that doesn't count. Not a 16 gallon keg of whiskey. I think Rob's got me taking it. I think he won. Mine's Bush Light. (laughs) All right. I can't have too many Budweiser's. I get full. (laughs) That's the one thing. Whiskey never gives you that full feeling either, does it? My wife will attest to that and is very disappointed by that fact, I am sure. Why? She wishes you, that he gets full you don't quicker get full. and then he wouldn't drink as oh, much. <laughs> yeah, I see. No, all right. Because you could just keep <laughs> going. Guts with me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, if we've if we've an- answered all your questions, again, bourbon is, is, what's nice about it is the regulation that goes into making it. There's not a lot that can change. So all you can do is kind of mess with that other 49%. 49%. Mess with the barrel. Mess with the barrel a the little barrel bit. And, yeah. And toast it versus char it, I suspect. Now that's kind of a new thing. Right. Toasting. And, you know, how long you age it and where it is in the rickhouse. And, and I think so that, you throw all those factors in, there's, there's still almost an unlimited amount of ways to make this product. Yeah. Well, climate's going to, you know, it's going to pay a... Sure. A big part in that from, you know, Grand Forks to, you know, Alabama, Clyde Mays. I mean, there's that's a hell of a climate difference. It is. Uh, but it's a, it's a wonderful drink. It's it's cool that it is our, our official American spirit, spirit. right? Um, so enjoy National Bourbon Day. Go find a favorite, whether you're spending 18 bucks on an Evan Williams or, I don't know, what's the most expensive one we've ever had? Probably that bottle of Pappy that we had up at the Windsor that night. Had to have been. Well, I don't know that bottle. That was, of that was church craps. <laughs> oh, that's a but that's a bottle we've purchased compared to what we've tried. Right? Well, I don't know what Pappy's only a buck twenty. No, that Pappy. Remember that was the Stitzel Stitzel oh, Weller. Yeah. Well, I mean, from the original when you bought it, it was probably less than that. If you were yeah. looking for it on the secondary market, then it's up there. That was sure. a, that was a two to three thousand dollar bottle of whiskey easily. Of bourbon today, yes, right. But it was open when he brought I'm, it down. But let's for the for the oh, for, for the, the sake, of, sake of it, okay. We're going right. by today's number. That's well, the most that expensive was, one. That, well, tried. yeah, but you could buy a bottle of Pappy today and sell it for five grand tomorrow. That's cheating. Well, you go find that bottle of Pappy and then you get it up there to sell. Well, that's it. the okay. Well, pal, right. next time at at uh, the allocation stuff. You will be the lucky SOB that gets in the top three, too. I had God, the, I, I had the chance to pick it two years ago, and I picked the birthday bourbon instead. Why did you do that? Because you know what? Pappy's a little overrated. Can we just end it right of, there? Because of Old Forester <laughs> versus Buffalo yeah, Trace is why. I get it. All right. Pappy's happy happy National Bourbon Day, everybody. Thanks so much for listening.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Network.